Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there, I'm Jane Anderson and welcome to the Brand You Show where we talk about everything around personal branding and helping you stand out from the crowd, particularly if you're a solopreneur or entrepreneur um, or a consultant or somebody like that or perhaps you're even thinking about leaving the workforce and going out on your own. So some of the sessions that we've talked about, we talk about a mix of, you know, yourself, your identity, how that, how to position yourself and market yourself. And, and lately I've been talking a little bit about LinkedIn because I'm about to launch the book called Connect, how to leverage your LinkedIn profile for business growth and lead generation. And, uh, and I'm certainly doing a lot of speaking and writing about it at the moment. So I wanted to share with you today Um, Perhaps some of the challenges that I see with people with um, positioning and marketing themselves, particularly on LinkedIn, and how to perhaps the type of profile that you might have currently and what you need to take into account when you're writing your profile. So I want to cover that today. Um, And I have some other exciting news, and that is that I have built the online LinkedIn program as well called Connect, which matches the book. But it has all the videos in it of how to work with your profile to use it to create a lead generating tool, lead generating machine for you. So um, so to have a look at those, feel free to jump on the website. It's www.jane-anderson.com.au. Uh, you'll see the book and the online program there. Uh, but today, I, I wanted to, to share with you a, a story about a particular client that I worked with not long ago. And he worked in financial services and he said that he was spending a lot of time on LinkedIn and he was just getting a bit frustrated and a bit fed up really Um, that he was trying to, you know, use, use his old sales methods and be able to sort of integrate them into LinkedIn. But he just said, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's just taking me forever. And at some point I've got to do some work. And, uh, and so he was kind of at a point where he was about, just about to dismiss it and he was about to go back to his his old ways of doing things and so I don't know about you but I don't know if you've been in the same boat where perhaps you've tried to use LinkedIn and you're not getting very good results or, or if anything um, and so certainly today what I want to talk about is efficiency and I want to talk about how you can leverage your profile in the least amount of time because I'm certainly an advocate of of efficiency. I'm not the type of person to say sit on LinkedIn for two hours a day or anything like that. And I think that's the problem. You know, we have this this challenge that the average person is spending two hours a day on social media. That might not be on LinkedIn, but that's social media overall. And whilst you might be thinking, "Oh, oh, where did they get two hours from? But you know, that's things like sitting in the car waiting for your kids at sport. It's while you're in the queue at the supermarket. It's all those things that kind of add up to that two hours a day. But I'm actually an advocate of not being on social media all day. I think that there are better ways to grow your business 
Um, but I think that LinkedIn is the tool that is a really powerful touch point that can uh, influence decisions. And I think if you can get this bit right as part of your social selling mix, um, then I think you're going to be doing a really good job. And then you're going to get the results. So I think that you've kind of got, uh, when I'm working with clients, I've, I think there are kind of four types of clients or types of profiles that I see when I'm and when I'm having a conversation with people how they how they talk about where they're spending their time and and where they are right now and maybe you can sense where you are out of these four I think that if you think about um, I think the first one is somebody who is a persister and this is someone who's getting results, but they're taking a lot of time. Um, they're probably posting content, but they're not really sure if it's the right content. Um, and they probably feel like there's a better way, but I'm, I'm just not really sure how to do it. And I think if you're a persister, then at this level, you need to focus on efficiency and effectiveness and getting your profile to work for you a lot more. Um, you also need to look at the sequence of what you're doing with your profile. So the order of your activity could be out of sequence and it might need to um, just be adjusted. So I think that's the first one. I, I see lots of persisters. I think the, the second one that I see is somebody who is an avoider. And I think somebody who's an avoider is they're the type of person who thinks that LinkedIn is a recruitment tool. Um, they might think that if your profiles are created for your team, then they'll leave and <laughs> um, maybe be way too attractive to recruiters and those types of things. Um, they might also be a little bit concerned that they don't actually attract clients. They're just going to attract recruiters. Um, the avoider might also have a private profile because they don't want attention and you don't see yourself as part of the sales funnel. And if so, that's fine. Um, or alternatively, you don't really see that your role is part of the organization in terms of leveraging it um, for business growth. And so it, you might not intersect where LinkedIn uh, with your profile, with your LinkedIn profile and how it intersects with the organization. So the purpose of your role might not be relevant. And so I, I'm not necessarily the type of person to say LinkedIn's for everybody, and I don't think that that's the case. But from here, if you're an avoider, I think that your purpose is to really have a look at what is the strategy for the business overall, and do you need to be involved? Because I think for some, there, if it's not part of business critical activity, it gets dismissed and or avoided. And I don't always think that that's the solution. I think that you may not necessarily have to be heavily involved, but being validated well might be the priority for you. So that's the second one. So that's a persister. And so the first one was persister and the second one was an avoider. And then I think there's a third one. And the third one is an attempter. <laughs> an attempter is um, they've tried putting a lot of time into your LinkedIn profile, um, but you, you're just not getting results. You're about to give up if something doesn't change, probably. Um, and when I think of this, I think about a, a, colleague, a client who I had just recently, and he was he had showed me a few things. He'd actually engaged a social media manager, and he said, 
after this person was doing this work on his profile, he said he suddenly had all these people removing him as a as a connection. They were saying, oh, it's too much and, you know, I don't want all this in my feed and those types of things. So I think if you're in this category, then you might need to really have a look at the shift in the mindset from taking from other people to generate your leads to giving to your audience and giving to those people that you're connected to. Um, If you're an attempter, you might be trying too hard and this could be why you're not getting results. And I think there's a, it's a bit more organic than that. But I think there's a last one. So we had the three. So there was a persister, an attempter and an avoider. So they were the three. I think there's a, a last one and the last one is the rock star <laughs> and the rock stars you know they make it look so easy don't they you know they they're confident they're they're out there and they're killing it and they've got all these followers and and you know people are commenting on their stuff and and you go wow how do they even do that what is it that that creates that formula for that to happen um is it that they're just like what is it that they're doing that's unique that i'm not doing and i think when I see a rock star, they know how to design their profile so it's attracting their ideal client. They know how to leverage their content. And so it means that approaching your clients, so using your proactive approaches in LinkedIn, um, it becomes really a, a far much uh, far much easier and it's starting to generate some leads for them. The rock star knows the process. So they have the system in place. Um, they also know how it fits strategically in the sales process. The rock star also knows at what point do I take this offline? So they don't stay online too long. Um, but they realize at some point I have to speak to a human being and that human being I need to get in touch with and have a, a, a more human connection. And they know the moment that is right to do that. Um, they also know how, so as part of that, they know how to leverage their LinkedIn to support their lead generating activities as well. And I think at this level that if you can focus on what you do to help others in your business or elevate the business through your profile, um, really start to hone in on your thought leadership activities. Um, maybe there, if you're within a business, this is the time to start mentoring other people. And this is when it starts to really amplify results. And so as part of that rock star, out of those, out of all those four, ideally we'd like to see rock stars. Um, I think that to be a rock star, there are really three big pieces to the puzzle to get this to work. And the first part is search engine optimization. And the search engine optimization is about making sure that you are found because LinkedIn first and foremost is a search engine. (laughs) So in other words, it's a little bit like Google. So it's designed for people to use as a search when they're looking for you. So, you know, people kind of have a problem and they're going to do a search if they know what they're after. So not only does that mean that you turn up in a search result in LinkedIn, but you can also turn up in a search result in Google if you have the right words in your profile. So what that means is the advantages you get to beat your competitors when people are conscious of their problem, so they're looking for it. Um, But when you look at your profile, we need to make sure that you have the right words. So what I often find when I'm looking at profiles is that they have the words based on their past rather than their future or what they're trying to attract now. 
So the search engine optimization, um, there are a couple of things you need to think about with your search engine optimization. I reckon there are really three. The three things you need to think about with your SEO, uh, number one is relevance. So just making sure that when a customer is trying to find you that those words are relevant to your customer problem. So, for example, let's say you're looking for, um, it might be something like a leadership development coach or a leadership trainer, Sydney, or whatever it might be. So making sure you have enough of those words in your profile means that people can find you. If you've only just become a leadership development practitioner, coach, whatever, and that word isn't in your profile enough, then you're not going to be found. So the first one is relevance. And that means when you've got lots of relevance, you're going to attract or pull people into your profile who you may not otherwise have known. So the first part of SEO is relevance. I think the second part to SEO or search engine optimization is competitiveness. And some keywords are more competitive than others. So to give you an example, it might be something like the word coach. Now, your definition of coach could be quite different to mine. So I might be looking for an executive coach or a business coach or whatever that might be. So the word coach, the problem with just using a word like that means that you're going to also turn up in search results for sporting coaches like soccer coaches, kicking coaches, um, strength and conditioning coaches, so other fields where that word shows up. So you just need to make sure that you might need to connect other words with the word that you have um, just to make sure you turn up in the relevant searches but also in the the competitiveness of the word means that you turn up in the competition the right competition not the wrong not the wrong one so relevance competitiveness and then the third one as part of that i think is really important is location so what will happen for a lot of your clients is that based on where they are or if your potential clients, like if you're looking at leaving your job, um, these are some of the things that you could start to do now is start to put some of these things into your profile. And you could start to think about what is the location of those clients that I would like to work with. So let's say you say, oh, well, it's Australia-wide or it's American-wide. I, I just work all over the US. I'm, 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 I don't mind. I can get on a plane easily. Whilst you and I know that, your customer is not going to make that connection. So if you are working as, like, well, let's use the example of a leadership practitioner, leadership coach, not just putting leadership coach, but you're going to, going to need the word leadership coach Sydney or leadership coach New York or whatever the words are, but location is really important as part of your SEO. So that's the first part. So your search engine optimization is really key to having a rockstar profile so that you can make sure that your profile is working for you passively and reactively and pulling people into your profile. But the other part to it, so that's search engine optimization. I think the second part to getting your profile to rockstar status is about uh, your personal branding. And your personal branding is all about uh, positioning really so it means that when somebody lands on your profile within that first four seconds they're already making a decision and so when I land on your profile there are a number of components that make up positioning and the first one is is the actual content that's in your profile 
So your content needs to link to your current expertise and what you want your audience to understand about you right now or your future. So this means that you'll have to really perhaps question some of the content that's written in your past. Um, And you'll need to also look at things like your profile photo and also some of your thought leadership. So your content marketing, um, because it's all about your brand leverage and there isn't enough room in your LinkedIn profile for somebody to really understand what you're trying to do. The other issue with it is that it takes, we've talked about this in some of the other podcasts, uh, Robert Cialdini wrote in his book, Psychology of uh, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. He says there are five to seven touch points that people, that you need to do to influence somebody to do what you want them to do. The latest research I've been reading says that you need I saw 10 not long ago, but latest I've seen is 18. So 18 touch points or 18 pieces of collateral before somebody will work with you. So that means you've got to get to work. (laughs) So one thing uh, as part of your branding is to be really clear about what your content strategy is and thinking about what is your thought leadership. The other part that is really key to your personal brand or your positioning is your social proof. So What that means is that when I go to your profile, I need to be able to validate it against what other people have said or what others' experiences have been. So what others say about you is far more important than what you say about yourself. So this could look like if we went to your profile, it might say something like a testimonial. You've been featured in certain magazines or you've been featured on TV or whatever it might mean. And so social proof is is valuable because it increases a client's trust in you. And they need to, they're going to be spending money. So they need to make sure that, you know, they're, that they're going to be able to be helped and you're not going to, to do a bad job or anything like that. Now, they might not know your name, but they might know the name of the, the magazine you're featured in. Or let's say you have um, helped, um, you know, somebody in their business and they're going to see themselves in that social proof. So what industry were they from? What location were they from? Those types of things. So social proof is key. So I think the third part that's really important as part of your personal branding or positioning in your profile is uh, uh, your first four seconds. And we've talked about this a little, uh, I think we might touched on this earlier in one of the other podcasts, is we only have four seconds. I think it's starting to get a bit less than that. I think we're getting closer to two and a half, maybe three. Um, But four seconds when someone lands on your profile, that they go, oh, wow, this is exactly who I want to work with. You know, I, I I just get it. They get me. You know, when I look on their profile, I can see me in you. And when a client lands on your profile, you know, they're not off making a cup of tea and reading through your profile and taking in every captivating word. <laughs> you only have four seconds. And so we've got to really um, stand, not just stand out, but connect and cut through the clutter and cut through noise. You know, when someone's looking at your profile, the average person who's looking at your profile, um, uh, Forbes magazine found that for those people who are looking at, uh, are at work, and that's more than likely those people looking at your profile, um, 70% of them are disengaged at any moment in time. 
So your profile not necessarily just needs to stand out immediately, but it needs to connect immediately. You're not trying to stand out to everybody and their dog. You're trying to just connect intimately with the person who you most want to help. So that's the second part. So we've talked about search engine optimization. We've talked about uh, personal branding and positioning on your profile. And then the third part that is really key to creating a rock star profile is connection. And one of the things that, and I don't know if, if this is a problem for you, but one of the things that I find when people talk about LinkedIn to me is they'll say, I've got a profile, it's sitting there, but it's not doing anything for me. It's actually, you know, um, you know, it's kind of, I don't know what to do with it. I've done it. In fact, I've got content in there, but I don't even know if that's right. And so it's not working for me. So with LinkedIn, my belief and my experience has been is that it's actually a bit more of a team effort. LinkedIn provides a great platform for you to be able to leverage it to access people, but you need to do some work. It's not one of those things that you just set it all up, make it look pretty and go, okay, I'll just sit back and wait. <laughs> so you need to be really proactive with your profile, but there's no point being proactive unless you've got your search engine optimization done and it's fully personally branded and you're positioned correctly. Because only then can you go to market and go and connect with people because you only have one chance at that first impression. And if they don't get who you are, we go they go straight into unconscious bias or into the whole pigeonholing thing. And they'll pigeonhole you possibly in the wrong pigeonhole and the pigeonhole that you don't want to be positioned in. And so you're going to waste a whole lot of time, energy and effort in getting them to understand how you can help them. And like the others, there are three for most of those. I think there are three things for con the in connection that you really need to think about to get the most out of your profile and to be a rock star um, LinkedIn um, profile. So the first one is your strategy. So this is about what do you want to be doing with your clients? Like what do you do to help them? What value do you bring? Uh, what problems do your customers have that you're trying to solve? Um, so, you know, for example, um, I've, do, I've just recently done some work with uh, some school principals and you might go, don't they go on Facebook? Well, yeah, but LinkedIn validates them really well. And so and a lot of their customers, so in other words, their parents are on LinkedIn. So if you're a school principal, you're helping a parent decide what school, uh, what school for a parent to um, enroll their child in. Now, if you're an executive coach, you're helping people with confidence or work-life balance. Or you may be solving the problem of them feeling burnt out and helping them regain their energy and reconnecting with their work. So you just need to be really clear about what problem do you solve on your profile. It's not all about you and your history and all your background. It's about what problem do you solve. The second one so that was strategy. The second part to connection and being able to be proactive instead of just sitting back is that you uh, need to know who you want to work with because your profile will only generate the leads if you are connecting with the right people. And if you're not able to move into a face-to-face -face discussion or a phone conversation, then you're not moving people to the next step. 
So the challenge is with, uh, with any digital presence is that clients just don't magically appear. <laughs> it would be nice if they did, but they don't appear from nowhere and just say, great, I'm here to buy from you and just turn up. You need to make it really easy for them to have a conversation with you. Um, and so to be able to do that, you need to know who you want to talk to and be very clear about that because LinkedIn has a whole bunch of search functions and things like that that you can go and approach people. So first is what do you do? Who do you help? And then the third part is responses. And this is the this is the how part. And this is really about the scripts that you use. So what do you say when you go to connect with others and, and if, um, or when they want to connect with you? Like, do you just use the default settings on LinkedIn or do you use a script to be able to access potential clients? Do you tailor it? Do you actually look at the person's profile? Um, sometimes people get, you know, go out and offer to connect, but the person will go, well, you haven't even looked at my profile. How do you even know what I do? So, um, and this is around the level that you personalize your introductions and connections. I'm not saying you have to do it for all of them, but you will move much more quickly if you know how to do your scripting. Um, some of the default settings in LinkedIn can make people feel a little bit like a commodity. I don't know if you felt like that. I know I have. It's like, oh, you, you know, you couldn't really be bothered writing me a connection request. Um, so it, you know, it's just this kind of spray and pray kind of thing of just connect with everybody. And it's like it kind of has that feel that you don't actually really care and that you're just in it for you. So my suggestion is is to have a real think about what do you do that personalizes um, so that you can connect and move your clients through that, through that funnel because I think you really want to make sure your profile has some pull in it so it attracts profiles to people to you i think the second part is you want to have a little bit of push so you need to be able to go out to market and you need to be able to put good quality content out and i think the third part is what i call perspiration is you have to actually do a little bit of work um, and if you don't it will turn into a lot of perspiration when the time comes that you want it to <laughs> So I hope that's helpful for you today. I, again, I think if you can get to rock star status, and I'm not saying you have to be on LinkedIn all day, every day. I know I'm certainly not. And uh, But get it to integrate in the work that you're doing. You'll be able to leverage it for your profile. You'll be a rock star on there by having those three areas, which is search engine optimization, your branding and positioning, and your content and your scripts of what you're going to say to people. I think if you've got that really nice and sharp, then you can get your time down on LinkedIn. You don't need to be on there all day. I think in the book that I've written, Connect, you might like to have a look. I've written it um, with my colleague, Kylie Chown. And we reckon when we've looked at the clients we've worked with and being able to help them get their content going um, and their scripting and being able to connect with the right people, um, we've worked out that you can get a lot done in seven minutes and that's each day. So whether that's seven minutes each day, or maybe you decide to condense your seven minutes and over a week, you know, five times seven minutes is 35 minutes, you might decide to use that 35 minutes once a week. So it might be, maybe you do it on Tuesday or Friday or something like that. Um, and I, I deliberately set up my meeting with myself in my calendar for my LinkedIn time. Um, my schedule is uh, runs off about five to seven to 10 minute increments. Um, and you can get a lot done in a really short period of time if you really compress it. So 
I hope that's helpful for you today. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn um, and look forward to catching up with you in the next podcast.